0: Alrighty, so today, um, on our podcast today, we're going to be talking about dating, sex, and gender norms in the nineteen sixties. Uh, my name's Quentin, and I'm joined here with Maya and Jaden. And uh, just to kind of start things off, one of the um, documents that we've looked at in this class that I think was really important for us to touch on. Um. To start things off, was a document produced in a uh, physiology of sex, hygiene, and health class that Alfred Kinsey started um, during the decade, and it was a pretty um, important class as like there were a lot of students who uh, did anything they could to really join the class. It was originally only available to seniors who were married. And so there were a lot of students who were trying to fake marriages, trying to fake like student status in order to get into the class. And so also that created a lot of, um, conflict between students and teachers as there were a lot of teachers who didn't want students to take the class and a lot of teachers who didn't want Kinsey to teach the class, which I thought was really interesting just in terms of kind of like what started this all, um, on IU's campus specifically. Um,
1: And this relates a lot to what we learned about in the Kinsey documentary with how Kinsey's childhood really influenced what he chose to study. Um, His parents were really strict and taught him that um, sexuality was bad and that he shouldn't embrace his sexuality. Um, But he believed that sexual ignorance was what led to real suffering, which is probably what influenced him to do a lot of the things he did at IU and teach people to, that it was okay to stray from the norms. Um, he created two books, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male and in the Human Female. The Human Male was extremely popular, but the Human Female became very controversial because women were never really seen in that light before as having sexual desires, um, and it suggested that they weren't just subject to manipulation from the man. And this, is, this relates back to are reading on Women, Write Life, and Look about Kinsey Report, how controversial his book was, but how polarized it also was, how a lot of women thought it was embarrassing and, but, and then other people thought it was very freeing and made things more normalized. Um, one perspective was that Kinsey was only looking at women with bad morals and making a study on them, but others believed that he was allowing women to actually embrace their sexuality.
2: And with Kenzie's growing um, questions and concerns with the sexual ideas of this society leads us into the next evidence from Tom Buckley and all they talk about is sex, sex, sex. Buckley explores the changing attitudes towards sex and relationships during this period. During this time there is a huge shift in gender norms with women beginning to challenge the traditional gender roles and expectations. One of the key themes of this article was the way in which relationships are redefined during the 60s. Buckley notes that there was a growing emphasis on sexual freedom and experimentation. Many young people started rejecting the traditional notions of monogamy and committed relationships. This shift was reflected all out, all throughout society in pop culture, films, and music, celebrating sexual liberation and non-traditional relationships. At the same time, however, the changing gender norms norms of the era created new challenges and tensions for these relationships. As women began to assert their independence and demand equal treatment, many men struggled to adjust to this new dynamic. Some men felt threatened by the idea of a woman who was confident, assertive, and sexually liberated. And they often responded by trying to exert control over their partners. Buckley highlights the complex interplay between changing gender norms and shifting attitudes towards relationships and sexuality.
1: Um, I think that could also relate to one of the images published in IU's yearbook in 1960 titled A Boy, A Girl, and a Story with a Happy Ending because it talks about um, the like picture-perfect relationships that the yearbook was, was pushing throughout uh, that decade probably to combat a lot of the movements they were seeing that suggested that relationships didn't have to be um, how they ideally were portrayed before the 1960s and it wasn't always um, a happy ending with the woman being there ready for the man's needs.
0: And I think those are two really interesting topics if we kind of bring them into perspective and talk about Kinsey as well. Um, when you look at kind of where Kenzie decided to kind of make his stand and just what he like saw as what was needed for the younger generation and deciding that he was going to teach this class and kind of lead this generation to maybe make their own decisions about what gender identity should mean to themselves. Um, and then also looking at, um, a lot of what Buckley said and just in terms of changing the perspective on gender roles within the society. And then also the two books that Kenzie wrote, um, and looking at why the book on women failed so, uh, or failed so strongly, I guess is the right way to say it is just that, um, there was a lot of traditional views on how to, I guess, handle women would be the right term to use. Um, and, um, how that was just kind of what was beginning to change. Um, another thing that I think is interesting to talk about that we never talked about in this class, but I had found from an external source was a study done on women um, in uh, more of a current setting. This was a study published in September of 2004 looking at um, the marital preferences of women between the ages of 35 and 60, um, whether they be married, divorced, widowed, or otherwise. And a lot of it came down to um, women looking to find partners that mirrored their same status but also um, looking to uh, marry men of a younger age, which is something I think that we see uh, more apparent in modern times than we did in the 60s where it was almost reversed, where you see a lot of older men looking to marry younger women. And I think that's an interesting shift in perspective that we've seen the 60s cause where um, women are viewed as more independent and more uh, capable of being able to lead their own lives in comparison to the 60s where we didn't have that
2: yeah and with women being able to just have more freedom in these relationships um this leads us to the next to the song you make me feel like by Aretha Franklin and you can pause the podcast and take a listen to that real quick but anyway the 1960s was this great time for social change around the gender roles and these expectations. This was a pivotal movement for the feminist movement while it was gaining momentum and women were being able to assert themselves more in the workplace and just in society. All the traditional notions of masculinity were being challenged and men were expected to be more sensitive and emotionally expressive. These shifting gender norms were reflected in the song by You Make Me Feel Like by Aretha Franklin.
1: Another thing that relates to that was Helen Gurley Brown's Sex and the Single Girl, where she also talked about how being single wasn't um, shunned upon as much as it was before, because women were um, embracing independence and re- recognizing that the single years were what prepared them for a healthy marriage. And she kind of reflects on her experience with being single and that, how that led her to having a healthy marriage. And she also discusses how hookup culture was different for men than it was for women because a lot of women were looking to settle down, whereas the 60s um, hookup culture became more prominent and that made it harder for women to find a serious relationship and be able to create a family if that's what they were looking to do.
0: I think there's another interesting thing in there, too, and I think two of the um, readings that we looked at by Beth Bailey um, kind of hinted this, too, just in terms of uh, the perspective of marriage um, following the war, actually. And this is a little bit. Uh, further on after World War II and then a little bit after the Vietnam War. But we see um, just in some smaller studies of like Lawrence, Kansas City, Topeka, um, these small towns have a change in just their culture and uh, gender role makeup where men are taking on more of these corporate roles that um, implement more of these characteristics of being cooperative, uh, having a teamwork attitude and um, just being more kind of secondary to the rest of the people that you're working around, which was kind of completely against uh, the traditional male uh, masculinity that we saw in the 60s following the war. Um, and like in Lawrence, for example, um, from and this is from the Sex in the Heartland reading with Beth Bailey, um, there was a GI Bill following the war to um, push men to to learn hard skills and enhance their social practicability and participation in, town, in the town in order to enhance the experience and uh, quality of life living there. Um, and then uh, there was actually, um, in order to kind of prevent um, some of the changing trad- like perspectives on sex and dating, the town attempted to prevent any dancing and drinking in the same establishment, which caused a lot of, uh, of the citizens in the town to leave Um, to go to the bigger cities like Kansas City and Topeka and this is where I think we see a lot of the changing attitudes just in culture as well as you start to see people explore the cities around them rather than just stay where they are
1: I think it's also interesting to note like how different each decade was for dating. Um, I looked at an external source that talked about how the first date has changed every decade throughout history and it talked about how pre nineteen hundred. 1900s um, marriages were arranged by parents and then as the years went on they became more formal dates still like parent chaperoning but it wasn't until the 60s and the 70s where the date became more about sex and that free love idea came in there was more premarital sex and that's when the pills and abortions became more popular and then I think that's it's interesting to look at how that might have influenced today how dating culture is often replaced by hookup culture and dating apps become more popular. Um, and that kind of relates back to the Clausen report, how he talked about how many people um, had did not have premarital sex before the 60s, and how that kind of those numbers started to go up, which is also interesting to look about look in how we only came to dream how the relationships in that um, memoir related to
0: that. Yeah, no, um, we'll looking at the uh, author and main character, uh, Farquhar. I'm not gonna try to pronounce his first name because I would just um, do it disjustice. But um, as he kind of travels through his kind of experience here in Bloomington and comes across the friends that he has, um, we see actually a lot of different elements of the 60s that we haven't touched on here um, in that where there's uh, uh, kind of just the central theme around uh, smoking weed. And there's also um, this growing, um, there's this growing desire to explore sexuality, and you see that with his interactions with I think her name's Erica if I remember, or is it Kim? Kim, missed the mess that up. Oops. Um, but in uh, his interactions with Kim, that we see that also with uh, just within the friend group as well, <clears throat> as um, she had dated somebody previously in the group, and then there were a few other people who are also involved in her. And we see, once again, just that changing perspective in the youth, um, just in terms of sexuality and what they deem acceptable and what is not acceptable. And I think we see a lot of that here just in our uh, current society. And just there's a lot more um, acceptance and welcoming to the ideas of uh, being more expressive with your sexuality or not. And it's I think there's just more of a free choice for anyone involved um, rather than it just being... Uh, a choice for a man and then the women not having a choice and being uh, sectioned off just for men only. And I think that concludes our commentary on it. Is there anything other either of you guys would like to add? No, I think that
1: pretty much wraps it
0: up. Awesome.